Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Swim podcast. Welcome to the auspiciously numbered episode seven of Someone Who Isn't Me. Um, my guest on this one is Jason from Let Live, and he's a wonderful human being, and uh, he's imbued with the voice of an angel and also the manners and etiquette of a, of a fine gentleman. So we spoke about the upcoming new album, which is called If I'm the Devil, and how that work came about. And we discussed a bunch of other things as well, all of which are, are rad. Um, and the interview sort of culminated in one of the most disastrous and yet strangely fulfilling uh, bro hangs in international history. But um, I won't go into that too much because it's, it's neither here nor there. It's of no importance. I should also mention that this episode is brought to you by those transcendental feels over emotional engagement. Because if you feel like you've become aware that you're shambling through this incarnation like some all-devouring lower vibrational entity that's missing out on a, like a world and wealth of cosmic happiness and experience, why not try a little emotional engagement? Suddenly, life and art and music is going to become enriched and the mundane, superficial enjoyment of interacting with the magically linked web of the cosmos is going to become more vital, vibrant and vivacious. So don't settle for a shallow and pallid imitation of living. Try a little emotional engagement and exist like the multidimensional soul craft made of stardust that you actually are. Because remember, Uncle Al said every man and woman is a star. And now to Mr. Jason Allen Butler of Let Live. Let's start with the album is, is obviously the best way to do it. Yeah. Because that's what we're meant to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Thanks, man. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. How come? Like, was it, was it all through, like, I get the whole thing of making an album, putting everything into it, and then doing the cycle and touring. Yeah. And I just, I think we kind of eviscerated ourselves. I think we just took everything, like, we, <laughs> it was like a, fairly difficult process for Black is Beautiful just because we were like trying to figure out how the best way to do it and then we became so averse to the best way of doing it which is why it sounds the way it sounds we're like you know what we're gonna make a raw sounding record and like yeah. so we like made this record and then it had some sort of contention with listeners but like you know people like music critics still thought it was a good record so we were like you know on this like kind yeah. of you know this high of like you know what we just did what we want to do and then we went in to make um, if I'm the devil and to answer why it took so long is because we literally couldn't get out of our own way like and that's like I hope the band doesn't get upset for me for like being this candid but like I just want everyone to know that making a record isn't always easy no and you know like it's and it, sh- it shouldn't be really in, in my opinion because if you're making art and, and you're making it with with honesty then you've got a 
you know yeah like it's not easy to be to be that open no not at all and that's exactly it see this is what just uh just a disclaimer this is why you're the guy this is why you're the, you get it you get it on mm. a whole different level like that's what it was i i opened at least for me as a as a lyricist and yeah. a, a songwriter I opened up in a way that I hadn't done yet, and I told my, I told the band, you know, I came into the studio one day and was like, yo, this is who I've realized I am, and this is, like, that person, this person that I'm describing to you right now, makes it difficult for me to do certain things, it makes it difficult for me to care about certain things, it makes it difficult for me to, um, to continue without being you know 100% honest with you guys so I told I told the guys like what I had been dealing with for the past few years <clears throat> you know and, and at the time I mean at the time dude I personally I had been I had written off the idea of investing in another human being like for the romantic purposes I was like yeah. it's just not gonna happen I had had traveled to Hawaii to jump off of like this cliff that I heard people die jumping off of yeah. to prove to myself that I could do it, Yeah, you know? And like, these are the things that I was doing before writing If I'm the Devil, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I was doing and that's who I was. And then after that, after I went to the Hawaii and, and did the jump, How um, was that? it was oh, so, it was so cool. It was like, it was in the middle of the jump. Seriously, the, the, the fall, I mean, it was, I have it on video, I'll show you, but it was like, a couple seconds. It's a long drop. It was like a hundred feet or something. Wow. And um, so like, what's that? Like thirty meters or so. And so I did that jump, and in the middle, it felt like it felt like I was falling for minutes. And I thought of all these things. And yeah. when I hit the water, I had like this. It was almost like being baptized, you know, for like yeah. for a for a person who isn't religious, you know. So I, uh, I that's what I was doing. That's who I was, and I had to tell my band that, you know, because they've seen it. They've seen it like on stage. You know, I've ha I had gotten surgeries and messed up my body from being reckless on stage, but I had to openly, in a, in a moment of, of, of sobriety, like sober thoughts and go, this is who I am. Mm. And this is who I've realized I am. Um, I'm sorry if I've made it difficult in these ways. Uh, I want to be better. Here we go. And then after that, being so open and vulnerable when trying to write certain things and thinking I was being honest, having opposition with that writing hurt me. You know, and so we yeah, were of offending each other, you yeah. know, like, cause I was telling, cause I'm a pretty open person and honest and I would tell the guys what I didn't like about what we were writing too. And so because of that, um, it was very difficult and it put us in a place of fragility for Let Live at least. Like we were having a really hard time as a unit. Uh, and then I, I keep saying it, but because of that difficult time, there was such um, a, a, a strict and stringent like filter that everything had to go through in yeah. order to make it out in the end that I think we made a good record <laughs> because yeah, of it. I agree yeah had to pass the committee yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly it and do you think like you know you're saying about um like when you're playing and, and you say it's like reckless abandon um and then doing things like jumping off cliffs and stuff it's yeah. like they're they're moments of clarity in a way right because yeah. you're like you're living purely in the moment absolutely and I, and I think that that gives a like a, a real perspective on on everything, right? I agree. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I've been able to figure 
that's the one way because I'm again I know that I I hold these really stubborn traits so like my my wife keeps saying like you need to go to therapy and and she's probably right like I but she is at this point now she's my therapist like I talk to her about things that I've never that I'm like the, the, the darkest recesses of my mind like things that I've never even thought about she's somehow like dug them up and we talk about them as much as I'm willing and then uh, other than that yeah it's just been like those in those moments like you just mentioned that's when I found myself and it was this strange way of like the relativity between like life and death you know that's what it is that to me life is is very much the yin and the yang you know it's like yeah of course in order for me to understand like how precious my life is there are moments throughout it that I experience be you know mortality like you're faced with your mortality hmm. and, and to me that's how i've realized how important life is from a young age to now yeah, yeah. because you you've had moments in your life where that's really mm. been that that slap of reality has really hit yeah. hard yeah right yeah. it's a very real thing yeah yeah and i think a, a lot of people can get quite a um not religious but a spiritual outlook on life through that you, I, is that is that the way it is for you do you think yeah, I've I've very much come to uh, I've had like a really long and and it's perpetual sort of like revelation or like epiphany recently mm. and in my own spirituality because I'm <clears throat> you know I went through so many different phases like um, agnostic atheist um, and then now I'm some sort of believer like yeah. in something bigger than myself because I I just had to relieve myself of a sense of arrogance that I know I withheld. I'm not, and I'm not saying that arrogance and atheism are one and the same. I'm not saying that at all, but for yeah. me they were. For me it was like I was arrogant enough to believe that I understood the be all end all, the big T truth, yeah. you know, absolution. Like I, I knew, I thought I knew it, but I don't. I don't because I, it's hard enough for me to fucking like figure out what I want for breakfast. Like how am I gonna, you know what I mean? Like yeah. seriously, like today I was sitting there like, do I want grape or strawberry jam? Like, and I sat for like a minute trying and I just didn't eat because of it. So that sort of, you know, that indecision, it's it's what made, I don't know. It, it's so for me, these these are the things, this is my journey and I'm figuring it out and I'm becoming more and more aware of different methods to find uh, that sense of spirituality yeah. and I, I'm really excited to um, pursue them yeah and do, do you find that um, I find that making art whether it's visual art or uh, writing or making music they're, they're the moments when those things become very clear mm. always I think anyway I mean it's not you know a lot of people won't see it that way but I, I think there is a those things you know and I don't mean this from like a religious perspective in any sort of regular sense but i think those things are a gift yeah and i think that when 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 things are working well and you know that they flow well because things you can suddenly hit a groove with something and and then it just feels like you're just like it's just happening absolutely and it's almost like you're you're taking a step back and watching it happen yeah Exactly. That is the closest thing I've ever had to an out-of-body experience. Is, yeah. Is creating music and art to hmm. this day. Like, I, um, you, you just said something, the, the way you were just, um, the groove. So for me, like, the idea of, you know, people talk about these good vibes is just a shortening of vibrations. And vibration is something we share with the earth. Yeah. That's a real thing. Like, yeah, of course. Fre- like, there's a frequency within our body that if it was to be met, that our body would explode. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these are real things. So I do believe that, um, I do believe in these vibrations that we share 
um, with the music and the art and other people. Those are things that I've, I've really begun to believe in. And I, I can tell you moments where I've been writing and I've watched my, and, and, and for those of you that don't subscribe to, subscribe to this, you can just kind of like tune out for a second because you, or you can listen. Cause you can you, just be you, like hippies. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> if you want to be new age with us yeah. for a second, like I've stepped out of myself and I've literally like watched myself writing something but because I've been playing it for so many times over and over again, I used, an example is I had this uh, Line Six loop pedal, yeah. and I used to play, and I would play, and I'd create these um, these parts, and then I'd find one uh, riff that I liked so much that I kept playing and playing and playing, and eventually it became not mundane, but became so like the vibration and the groove became so heavy that I literally saw myself playing it like a mantra. Ex it was exactly like a mantra. That's exactly right. So. I think that these are those moments, you know, and, and I think that's why the one thing that's like kept me together and also afforded me opportunities like this. Like right now, I'm in London in some cool ass hotel with yeah. someone I respect in. And me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that's real though. Like it's because of music, and I and I'm very yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. You know. I think that's one of the reasons why you, why you and your band connect with people, mm. because aside from you know like aesthetically speaking as yeah. far as the music goes it's cool as shit and people were like I get it <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I like it on that level but I think that there's an honesty to the lyrics as well and also there's that connection as well which yeah. is another thing yeah it's a very real thing I think playing playing a show and I and I that's something I admire like when when you when I see people like yourself that that just go like are almost when they're performing it's not performing. It's literally like a trance-like thing where it's just like, ah, yeah, yeah, you totally, know, totally, totally. I it, think that's the only way. It's like a totally different mindset. Yeah, I, I, to me, it has to be. Yeah, because otherwise, it is. It is very much like a performance, not the performance. You know, it's just like another yeah. attempt to. Uh, and I'm not saying that. Like, I love like I, you know, like theater. I respect all these other forms of performance, you know, theater and, and whether, whatever, you, you know, you want to call it. But I personally just don't think that there's any way that I could ever like premeditate the things that we do or that I do. Um, otherwise it's not authentic. No, but I, cause I, I think there are bands where I would see when they would be starting out and I'm not naming anyone, but you, you'd see them and their, their shows would be that it would be literally just, just chaos yeah and it was super exciting yeah. and it was so visceral and, yeah. and you'd be like you'd be pumped just watching it and mm -hmm. being a part of it on that level and then they realize that oh, i need to do this every show now because everyone that's all they talk about right right and and then it becomes uh not just a routine but like an act yes absolutely i <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I think I might be on your wavelength right now, and I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I had that conversation with, I think it was Sarah or someone. I was like, I don't want it to be a spectacle. I don't yeah. want it to be this thing that like, Excuse me. it's all right. I, I don't want it to be this thing that is expected every time. Um, so if there was a night where I, which there hadn't, like I recently got really sick um, on this last tour, and there'd be nights where I couldn't, like physically, I was having trouble moving, like mm. standing. I was having a hard time. So I was taking that feeling and pushing it through my, you know, my speaker, which is my mouth, and into the microphone and just saying and doing whatever came to my mind because I was in a very vulnerable place. And although I didn't 
break something or do a fucking backflip or whatever, yeah. people came up to me after the show and were like, yo, like, I felt you. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I understand you. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that, like, makes me believe that it's more than just a show. It's more than just a spectacle. It's like, I didn't while out that way. I was just really emotive. Like, I just felt like shit. And I was, like, really honest about it on stage. Yeah. And people, they fuck with that, you know? Yeah, because that's, that's what counts. Yeah. That honesty, I think. And that's, I mean, that's something that, that you can feel all over the record. It's there's moments, man, where it's just like, it's really, like, really open. Oh, thanks, man. And I think, like, the title alone, it's I, like, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, who's that to? Yeah. Who is that to? Yeah. I want to know. Who yeah. Is <laughs> who is it? <laughs> and, and then, so who are you saying that to? And then what's the, well, if I'm that, what are you? Dude, what, what is it? You are the guy. No, but I want to know <laughs> what it guy. is. Well, I mean, okay, so I was, I was driving home from, with, with my wife. I was driving home. We do this walk every morning, and mm. that's, my, like, that's my real, like, moment of, like, so we wake up and we go on this walk. It's just outside the city and away from the noise. We take our dogs, and, and that's when I think. And so, I, I, you know, we took the walk, and we were driving back, and I was really quiet, and she just asked me um, what I was thinking. And I just said, if I'm the devil, and she's like, come again? You know? And I was like, Ooh. yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call the album If I'm the Devil. And she's like, that's really cool. No, actually, no, that's not how it went. I said, if I am the devil. And I was like, wait, no, 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 if I'm. I'm gonna use the contraction. She's like, I like the contraction. And then she goes, why? And, 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 and I told her, I, you know, for me, it had been years of trying to prove myself. Like I've, I've always been like, first it was me trying to prove myself to my dad. You yeah. know, it was like, I wanna be like a man. You know, I wanna yeah. be able to run this house cause he might not have not been around at certain points. And, and then it was like, I wanted, and, then, and I always wanted to prove myself to my mom. Like I always wanted my mom to believe that I was like the son that she wanted me to be. And then it was like, I need to prove myself to society. And then it was like, I need to prove myself to the women that, you know, I'm supposed to be in love with. And then it, and then it was like realizing that all of those things, you, I always ran this risk of being the antithetical idea to what I was trying to be, always. And that's just because of perception. And in whether it be society, politics, music, whatever, um, we're all running that risk all the time. Yeah. And we will continue to. Um, and there's nothing, there's no way to stop it. And I think that in this, on, in this world, you know, I think that we're always looking for a devil. We'll always need a reason as to why something's going wrong. We always need a reason as to, we always need, you know, you need the, the, the sun and the moon. The, like, so if I, like, to me, like, per, the, on a personal level, if I'm the devil, then what does that make the actual, you know, darkness? What is it? Because I don't feel that I'm, like, that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that considering me, like, the archetype for evil, yeah. which has happened. I mean, like, think about it. Like, I've been put in jail. Therefore, when I was in, now that that's on my record, so I, I can't get into certain countries because yeah. of that. That's a country deeming me or a, a law or a, um, you know, something deeming me uh, less than. Hmm. You can't come in here because of that. You did this. Therefore, you can't be here. So for me personally, it's it's... If I am that reason for, for evil, then what does that make, you know, your, your corporate, yeah. your 
the military industrial the military, yeah right? all these different yeah, 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 yeah. what does that make that and then on a more broad level it's we are all trying to make this idea of the devil out of other people when in reality it's power it's an idea like to me mm. um and so it's so perfect you asked that question because we're actually going to run a campaign like this so it's perfect but i want people that's it that's what the ellipses is like i want you to figure that out i want you guys yeah. to think you know if this then then this yeah you know so that's kind of well sartre said like hell is other people which is and then you know you look at like Integ using like integrity using like the Grimston and it's like humanity is the devil. Yes, and it's like, it's, you, yeah. I think you're being hard on yourself though, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a common like a common theme with me. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's. I th I think, um, having that feeling where you feel like you you have to, like just like you were saying like justify not justify but like live up to expectations which probably don't even exist right yeah like like with your pops and your mum and stuff but then but then that's what drives you yeah so that's that's the thing that you've got to keep in balance i guess right exactly yeah and it like your, your dad was a musician yeah cream city yeah yeah totally yeah that's that's my model for music yeah. like that's rock and roll gangster yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 so do like i mean is, is that what's like set you on this whole path do you think yeah yeah definitely yeah i do i do i think i think there was a part of me again innately inborn that you know i've always um loved art like on so many levels like i used to you know i used to paint and draw yeah um i do a lot of like a lot of the aesthetics um for the band or me and a couple of the guys but yeah, I think that the idea of creativity was sort of dictated by my father. Yeah. You know, like he was my example um, early on as, a, you know, a man does this. He went to work. He hustled super hard. He wasn't around because he was working. Mm. You know, and to, my mom would tell me he's working for the family. And, you know, and then when he was home, he was like, you know, he was, he was doing music. Mm. And I think that I know, I, I know that when I was younger, I used to want to be a better guitar player than my dad. Like I used to want that so bad. Yeah. And then one time he told me, and I wanted to be like a better singer than my dad and my brother. So they have like really good voices. And I was like, now nah, I'm gonna be better. So I remember one time, <laughs> such a <laughs> dick move. My dad was like, you know, me and your brother, we got this kind of voice and you got this kind. I was all, so to me, it was a challenge. Like, it was like, oh, you, oh, so you're saying that I, so I, <laughs> I spent, I spent so much of my life like emulating, like, you know, uh, Michael Jackson was the biggest one. Michael yeah. Jackson and whoever the cat was that sang for um, uh, Simba and the Lion King. Like, that was my shit. And then, and then my dad, you know, trying to just figure it out. And then eventually, like, when I was, like, 21, I started to just, fig like, search different parts of my voice. And I think I've really found who I am as a singer as opposed to, like, trying to be my father yeah. or Simba. Or Michael Jackson, <laughs> but I think that's that's part of what makes your voice what it is because yeah. because there's there's like there's a huge component to to the band and your singing which which other people within this world of like you know people would say oh this band is a peer to this band mm. you know that I mean it, music's music so it should just everybody's like you know whatever yeah. but <laughs> but I think there's elements 
there that is because of that. Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? I, there's there's so much soul going on. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's that's all. That's just I don't know. It's just like you said, music's music, you know. But for, yeah. for me, music, like the feeling that is music, has always been soul driven. Like from the beginning, you know. Yeah, you, of course. You know, when we were like, when we were just dancing around a fire trying to like communicate, that was like from the most like the most innermost emotive parts of ourselves trying to say something to each other you know and then when we you know people in the chain gang or people in prison when they need yeah. to communicate or when they just needed to forget that they were in prison or you know yeah. in shackles like so um like all the shouts and you know yeah early... absolutely yeah so I, I it's it's very interesting it's funny how we've been able to sort of turn music into a commodity or like an idea that gets sold it's really crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, and and it, I think, I don't know, I think we're forgetting why we're buying the music. That's what bums me out. Yeah. It's like, I know that I purchase music to this day still because I'm like, damn, this makes me feel something. Mm. And since we live in a, uh, you know, monetary-based, like, capitalistic society, people need money to, to live. And yeah. I like this artist. I want them to live. I'm going to give them some money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but... Um, what sort of stuff? What Like, what what's what's the stuff that moves you to this day and like and and you feel like has had a i mean anything that moves you is definitely going to have an influence on on what you then make as art but like yeah so what what is it that's influenced this record and or just you in your life like at the moment n recent stuff yeah i mean it's always gonna like for me it's always always the things that make me most exciting like excited yeah. musically are like there's, I mean, there's a couple mainstream things, you know, like, like I really love like the weekend. I love that like idiosyncratic sort of like, uh, drug laden kind of movement that's going on in, in R and B. Hmm. That's cool, but it's always like the punks or it's always the hip hop heads yeah. that say something or do something that made me go, Fuck. like that's because they're so interconnected. Like even why yes. when people don't probably don't see it, but that's because they're you know they're working class values that have come from this, this you know other side of the tracks maybe but it's exactly the same thing mm -hmm. it's I mean, exactly the same thing yeah i say they run concurrently they are parallel like those those to me because i got hip-hop um at a young age from my brother and obviously my dad like army and soul so like that was my first taste of music yeah. and then when i started skateboarding because of and again it, and it goes to say like that wasn't part of my environment. Like skateboarding was, I was, I lived in Inglewood. Like nobody skated in, yeah. you know, 1995 when I started skateboarding, nobody. So for whatever reason, I was like, that was attractive to me. So I started skateboarding. Then I got the faction, circle jerks, black flag, minor threat. Yeah. And then I met was this- that, Was that through stuff like Thrasher and whatnot? Fully. It yeah. was absolutely. Thrasher and 4 on one video mag yeah. are the reason I know those bands, like without a doubt. Then like Tribe Called Quest, I got from also from skateboarding. Yeah. And then I realized that you'd have a dude who had like um, who had like Slayer for his like Jim Greco in the Foundation video, like had Slayer, um, not Slayer. I'm sorry, no, he had he had um, uh, TSOL covering Slayer okay. as his fucking song. And then they had and then there was uh, a Tribe Called Quest in like the next part anyway the point of ours is to say that like that disparity and like that that sort of like the difference there was no difference to me they yeah. were saying the same shit yeah. and it was about an idea so for me that's when music became an idea you know that was when music was able to change like shape, shape my mind hmm. um and it got me into politics and so following that um path now uh politics 
as much as I don't like to politic, have been a really big influence on this record as well as sexuality, um, you know, representation for those that have been underrepresented or misrepresented for centuries. Yeah, it, it's just it's just like this 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 almost like this collective awakening that I do see. Yeah, but it's my my biggest fear, and that I, I discuss on this record is is the the trend because trends die. Hmm. Trends die before a lot of the time they die before they've actually made an impact. That's why they die. That's why they don't. Yeah. Perpe- that's not. They're why they're not perpetual. So I'm afraid that we are tr- like we're creating this trend or this flash in the pan of something that needs to be indelible, something that needs to make a mark and hmm. last forever. Yeah. That's what I'm most worried about. So I discuss that a lot on this record. Is like yeah. making sure that we're not just picking up on human rights as yeah. as a trend. Yeah, like that's crazy. Which sounds crazy, but I think you know, like like a song like "Good Morning America," which is commenting on what's going on there with the movement now. Where you know, last time I was in LA, I was I was out. Uh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. My family we were shopping and and I could just hear all this noise yeah. coming towards me and it was you know, it's just I could just hear like you know, like chants of I can't breathe and stuff, and yeah. and the whole thing just rolled through. Yeah, and um, it, re- it you know, it, I think it's amazing that 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 that's happening because it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, and and I think the the I don't know why it's like why it's suddenly coming to a head now. It's not I don't know that I don't know if it's because it's been happening for a long time. Right. And it's net finally coming to a head. Yeah. Or I don't know whether it's because people were capturing stuff on film more. Right. Like everybody's got a phone now. So every yeah. time they see an injustice happening and like cops beating up on people, it it gets filmed straight away. Right. And then it's and then it's on the internet and then it's on YouTube and everybody's Yeah. Which is a is a really powerful thing. Uh, and I think I think it's a really positive force for change, but at the same time it's like the internet's the worst place ever. <laughs> exactly. No, you're absolutely right. It's fine. It's again like finding that balance and revolution. Like there yeah. should be like that. And that's my thing is this is one thing where I am. I'm pretty like I lean very far to the left. I think I feel like I'm quite radical in, in my thoughts here. Like I think revolution. There is no balance. Like it has the balance has to be completely thwarted. Completely. Yeah. That's when revolution happens. So here's the thing <clears throat> about that. Is I I have this conversation with some of my um, you know biggest uh, social observers I know like, and I always talk about the the internet being grant, granting some sort of accessibility for us to see 
what is happening. Hmm. And here's the argument I always have is like, I appreciate it. I, I do really appreciate that it's, again, it's, it's enlightening a lot of people. But I think what frustrates people that are in the midst of the muck, the people that are, are being given the injustices, I think what, what's most frustrating is that we're all thinking, yo, this has been happening for fucking forever. Like yeah. literally, like before I was born, mm. this was given to me. Like this was my fate. Yeah. So what's crazy is that is... But, but that should never be anyone's lot in life. It's just that... No. The way the way things are dictated that it's, and it is a dictatorship exactly that it's like well this is this is your lot absolutely, absolutely. get used to it yeah yeah and that's what it is yeah. well that's in America we call it bootstrap theory I and mean, yeah. that's what we believe we like you come here with you are on an even playing field and if you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps you can make it in this country which mm. is absolute bold, like couldn't be further from the truth mm. and again yes I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. But then on the other hand, the flip side of that is you look at some of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East and you've got migrants grabbing their family and, and tying bits of polystyrene to their kids because they're, they're literally leaving a war zone so yes. that anything, anything is better, better than, than that. Better than that. That's true. You know, okay. That's the flip side of it. That is the flip. That, that Again, <laughs> that's another conversation I had. So... Sorry. That, no, I didn't no, no, no. That's interrupt. great. No, no. I, I mm. please, <laughs> please. Those are things that we that I want to hear. That's a thing. So, that that's the big thing. Uh, I guess uh, collectively, those things are happening. Okay. I, I had this conversation with um, Andy Kellum. Actually, he asked me for AP. He asked me about Paris hmm. as an artist, and I wanted to speak about Paris as a human. I didn't want to talk to him about it as an artist. I didn't hmm. want to say I was afraid of. Oh, I don't want to go play Paris because of terrorist attacks. Like I don't. I'm not, that's not what I'm afraid of. What I'm afraid of are, are the, uh, the perceptions that now people have now, at least in America, yeah. on the Muslim culture and belief yeah. that, that because they subscribe to this religion, they are these radical terrorists. Like, that's what I wanted to talk about. So I did talk to him about that. And again, when we are able to, when, when something like an attack like that happens in one of the most romantic, you know, places in the world mm. us as americans at least we go oh, it's real now it's real mm. but it's been real it's been real for fucking centuries yeah. like these things are happening all the time for those people and for us to now to all of a sudden we, we were we were showing our support which of course we should always show our support for anyone that's had an injustice or a difficult time i believe that that's humanity mm. but i think what my friend who's who's who is Syrian, he's he's a punk, he's fully punk, but he was a Syrian. He was upset by the fact that that now not only did that have to like that's what made it real, a more Western world experiencing yeah. it, but he's like, why couldn't when you see in the news drone strikes or why in the news you know attacks on other Muslim people and and, and so his question and and this is what and it took me having to speak with him even me like and i'm a pretty open-minded person and try to understand all sides sides of the board it really did take me speaking to him to realize where other frustrations in my life so we have so many yeah different ways to look at it but in the end it's just about for me it's just about humanity it's just literally like it's about the the idea of like life is precious no matter how you slice it like yeah that's just what it is and the comment you made for 
again, the refugees coming to the shores of of England, Scotland, America, yeah. Europe, throughout Europe, those refugees are seeing a an enhancement and a betterment of their life, absolutely, situationally. But it still doesn't change the fact that we have an opportunity to offer more or yeah. or less ridicule, um, less le- I'm sorry, less subjugation to those people. Yeah which we should because they come in and they are actually coming from a much harder uh, standpoint or, or, or scenario than we are. Hmm. And that's just how I feel, you know, like hmm. it's, all, it's always how I feel. And, and again, it's like the idea of like starting five steps ahead or five steps behind. You know, when people start five steps behind, if you have it, I feel like it's a semi-obligation to help them out if you can. Yeah. If you have it in you to help them out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, well, exactly. That is humanity, but I think that, that we've been giving it away piecemeal for for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's uh, I don't know. I think art and music and that's a good way of of keeping hold of it. I yes, think. I think you're right. Yeah, it's 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 always been, hasn't it? Like anything from protest music to just yeah, spiritual. Exactly that. Yeah, like that. That that's just what it is, and it, it art to me is is our saving grace hmm. our, that's that's the one thing that transcends to me aside from like numbers you know <laughs> like like hmm. numbers pretty much mean the same thing everywhere music yeah you know okay well that's interesting because that makes me think of one of the lyrics uh which i think i got right <laughs> don't hate me if i got it wrong it's good it's like when you is when you're burned by seven women in th- over 13 days yeah Right, so that's interesting because I've got a thing about numbers, and any time somebody makes a specific reference to numbers, and then superstition, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, what have we yeah, got? What yeah, have we got? Yeah. You know, I find that fascinating because yeah. because for me, certain numbers always resonate and they always reappear, yeah. and I, and I put great weight on things. So and yeah, yeah, well, hundred percent. I I once I dated a girl years ago that had this she really put it into perspective for me because for me i thought it was just this personal um joy and like seeing the same things repeat like i loved recurrence i love seeing like a pattern yeah. in and everything and that that goes for like for me like geometry you know like there are patterns that just exist in everything like that's just what it is hmm. but um that lyric so you ha- like you're so close it's just the word burn is birthed ah, so yeah I, I wasn't sure yeah 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 okay but same, same, I mean, same idea here is um, that for me was just like, like the idea, again, it's the balance. It's the balance. Seven, like, <laughs> okay, so myself and my mother and the women in my life, I've realized that, you know, we're all very different people inside of one body. Hmm. You know, like the person, like you're so multifaceted, multidimensional as a person, like, who I am right now is not who I'm gonna be if I'm threatened with my life. Who I am now is not who I'm gonna be if I'm hurt. Who I'm now, you know, like, hmm. it's just different people in one body. Yeah. Um, so that was the seven women, being birthed by those seven women over 13 days. So being birthed, the seven women also, lucky number seven, you know, yeah. you're so, so, you know, you won the cosmic lottery. Yeah. That seven women that birthed me are somehow the cosmic lottery came together and said, you and your consciousness are going to be in that body. So that's your lottery. You won that. That's yeah. the seven women. You know, that's the lucky part. But over 13 days is like being born into 
some trying and difficult things because life, no matter how you slice, no matter how you slice it, like whoever told people, like said that life will always be easy, it was just full of shit because it's not. Yeah, it's beautiful because of that though. Because again, um, like the Buddha Dharma, this when I was reading like a lot on mm. like a lot of different Eastern philosophies, he said um, he told this story to. Uh, there's a story, and he t- a, a man defies all the all the um, these dangers and treacherous events like trying to get to the like climb this mountain to get to the buddha dharma to get answers for his life like you know his wife is unhappy his kids are unhappy he's unhappy like how do i fix this and in the buddha dharma i was like i i can't tell you that like the reason you you made this trek to get to me is to show that you have it in you to fight for what it is you need to make your life better. You have it in you, but yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah. And the man got really upset, and then he proceeded to tell him this story about why we enjoy flowers. And it's because they die. You know, because you can only enjoy them for a certain amount of time, therefore it makes them precious. That's why you enjoy the scent, and that's why you enjoy the look while it's there, as opposed to a fake flower. Yeah. So for me, that superstition, the superstitious happy ending, um, is just an idea and um for like that that seven versus 13 to me is supposed to represent again we this is the universe it's the balance yeah that's the balance for me um Mm. just me like in a very like what i thought was a quippy way to say it you know like yeah yeah that's what that that means for me okay so cool (laughs) it seems like the the nihilism that that has has been totally washed away yeah and there's, there's a lot of love in this record as yeah. well yeah see a lot of, like uh, like I mean you know st- to the point where there's straight up love songs yeah. I think or I, I interpret them as that I don't know if that's just me looking at looking for that you're absolutely right I mean yeah. that is as far as as far as I am concerned that that is a love song you know like those mm. are the love songs the ones that you probably think are love songs are yeah. love songs yeah um, because to me like a love song discusses the difficulty um, giving way to the beauty of love. Like that's what love is to me is like, well, that's how I've had to, that's how I found love was I had to go through so much difficulty, so much, I don't know, I guess pain, whether that be self-inflicted or otherwise, um, I've had to go through that in order to find actual love. Mm. And so I discussed that. That's what I want to discuss. I want to discuss like the difficulty um, being worth it in the end. Hmm. And uh, yeah, the, it's yeah, but, funny because someone else said to me like, "It seems like you're very like you're angry and, the, the, and there's less hope." And I was like, "No, no, this is actually this is discussing the hope that is there after yeah. all the anger." <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's what I believe, and I believe I wouldn't say these things if I didn't think that they had legs. Like if I didn't think that they could actually happen, they could move, they could become like come to fruition. So um, yeah, man, I I completely hundred uh, percent feel a sense of love that I haven't felt before yeah and explaining it in these you know in these songs yeah totally I'm glad that you see that though that's awesome yeah nice another thing I wanted to know about was um foreign cab rides yeah because as I said like you know uh, like a collection of love songs that's one that really jumps out because it just feels like uh, again that's how I'm interpreting it anyway yeah but um and, and um, I was curious just about the start. Like, is that like a, is that just like recorded on your phone somewhere? Where was that? That was... Eastern Europe somewhere, right? 
Okay, so it's a guy from Eastern Europe in Hollywood. Ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what's he saying? That I have no idea. It's actually for me. Really? I have no idea what he's saying. I have no idea. I literally was just... Oh, I, man, surely you want to know. Like, because I want to know, and you I, put it on your record. I, I, I was going to go and figure it out, but then I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of hope that maybe one day someone tells me what he says. Yeah. The whole point of that that bit is actually... Okay, so this is where you will feel me, and people are going to think I'm like some weird, arty guy. Hmm. I, um, okay, so I had just... I had just had my second bout of sabotaging my relationship with my current wife, with mm. my wife now, mm. my only wife that I've ever had, but mm. my wife, um, who she was not my wife at the time. She was a, um, just a beautiful, wonderful woman that kept, for some reason, wanting to stick with me, even though I was literally, even I even told her, I was like, yo, I am gonna sabotage this. Like, it's just what I do. and. I had just done it again. I had, we had just played Los Angeles, and I had called her the night before, mm. and I or two nights before, and I said, "Look, um, I'm having these. <laughs> it's so funny, and it's so like what typical you hear in like in the cinema, like when men are feeling something and you don't know how to describe it." Mm. I, I I called her and I was like, "Look, I am feeling ways that I I can't explain." I've never felt this way before. I don't know what to call it, but I just need to talk to you. And this is after I had already said we're done. Hmm. But I was like, look, I fucked up. We need to talk. And she granted me that. And she said, yeah, okay. Then I saw her before I played. And we went, she came to the show. And then I just kind of like hung around, like didn't know what I wanted to say. So I just kind of blew her off. And then she left. And then right, it was like right when I was like, okay, no, I need to go talk to her. So I fucking run and try to find her. She's gone. Yeah. All my friends are there. It's a Los Angeles show, like family, friends, everyone. And I was like, I have to go. And I was, fuck, I, I don't like experience anxiety over like these sort of things that often. But I was, I, I was so riddled with anxiety, fear. I was like literally shaking. I called a cab, got in the cab and Real, thought to myself, this is one of the most pivotal moments in my life. Like this is the first time mm. that I'm, I guess what you call chasing after someone, going to someone and actually gonna be vulnerable. It's the first time. So I just turned on my phone and I just recorded that 15 minute, 20 minute ride. And that was literally the, um, that part in the CD is, um, the end of my ride. It's the last few things he said before I stepped out of his cab and into her house um, to tell her, I've never done this before, but um, I, I just want to try to be like in love. And if you're willing to help me and be with me, then then we can we can be in love. And that's what that's from. So it's just from me like thinking this is a really fucking important time in my life. I need to document it yeah so that's how i documented my voice notes on my iphone <laughs> that's amazing yeah and then put in the, and then that song is about is 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 like is about that you know it's about me and her used to discuss like like sex we used to discuss because it, it's something that i never really discussed with anyone yeah i would just have it you know what i mean like yeah, i just yeah, have yeah. sex with people um and i wouldn't really talk to them about why or 
what I felt. And in reality, I was feeling a lot of things. I, 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 I lost my virginity really young, well, considerably young. And um, from that moment, I've always felt that there was something that I was missing for the most part when I was having sex. Like, cause yeah. whether it be um, because I felt like a physical attraction, which, which in fact, I didn't actually, I, I, sex is just a weird thing. It's just yeah. for me. It's just been a weird thing until no, it's I'm, a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful thing. No, it's great. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to. Re- it took a lot. Of, it really did took me take me years of 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 being a, like a sexually active being to understand what it meant to me. Yeah. So for so long, so I would talk to her about um, about sex, and I would talk to her about. We would always we did share one thing in common is like I talked about why I didn't sleep with people on the road, hmm. um, and uh, she. She asked me, she's like, oh, I don't either, and I never have, but, I, but tell me why you don't. And we were discussing, uh, I said, well, I feel as though, or we both came to the conclusion, conclusion that when you sleep with someone, for better or for worse, you leave a part of yourself with that person. No matter, in my mind, you're leaving a part of yourself with that person, hmm. like, um, emotionally. <laughs> and uh, for me... I am so emotionally driven on the road. It's hard, like when I'm so vulnerable on the road is when I'm, you know, in in, in these inconsistent um, settings or on stage or whatever, not, and then like just completely close off, not wanting to talk to anybody. If I'm to go out and sleep with somebody, I could like lose my mind. Like that's like the thing that could set me off. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that. And so when I, when I um, discuss in, in the song, I talk about, you know, now that I'm dead, I hope that I ascend. It's literally like, it's this idea of me having slept with the people that I slept with and have given myself away and thinking with that, um, with that process in my mind, I'd given myself away so many times, I was done. I was literally had thought to myself, you know, this whole thing with love, it's just not gonna happen for me. Yeah. And then hoping that I ascend was finding something bigger. Yeah. So that's the whole idea with Jin is like, you know, stay with me and sharing my diseases like i i have it's not actual like sexual disease it's it's actually like it's um it's, i gathered that yeah but, yeah. <laughs> but it was just you know that 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 sense of myself that i felt was detrimental to my own uh, you know health emotional and mental health mm. and hoping that she would stay stick around and you know help me out with that which she did which she has she's my wife so yeah I got really lucky well that's what that's what it that's what it's all about isn't it yeah. finding that person so that those what you consider to be flaws either mm. are accepted or or uh, eradicated. Exactly. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that song. That's actually. I'm glad you brought that one up because that one is probably the most like different song on the record. Yeah. But to me, it's the most comp. It is the most complex song I've ever written about. It's it's the one for myself. me as well. That that uh, on the first few listens and and now it's the one which jumps out for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's her favorite song. So. Okay. <laughs> that and uh, and then um, reluctantly dead afterwards as well. They're the, they're the jams. Thanks, brother. Right. Yeah. That one. That's cool. You say that. Yeah. That one came. Um, I jammed it with. First, I jammed it with Eric from Night Versus. I had him come in and play drums because Lonnie was in San Diego, and I just needed. You know those moments where you have to paint, you have yeah. to write a song, oh, yeah. you have to sing you have like i had to do it so i called eric and that's my guy like what time was this 
It was um. Was this like three a.m.? It was, was one well, of those it was eleven moments. when I called him, and then he had to drive an hour. I had to drive an hour, so we met up in you know in the middle ish, um, at at my, our studio, and we just jammed till the the morning, mm. you know, a.m. time, and um, yeah, I was like, yeah, just just bring your pad, and the drums are there, and I'll play guitar, and I'll play bass, and then I'll loop it, and we'll just play with like and whatever. So, we got together and. You know, again, like being a big fan of hip hop, like hip hop is for the most for the most part, hip hop is like a drum loop that gets built on or subtracted from and then built on again. Like hmm. that's how like hip hop works. So um, when we were writing that song, I was like, okay, I have this beat in mind, and I like played it for him, and then he, being the genius that he is on the drums, just got it immediately and played it. And I was like, yo, but could you just loop it? But then in the chorus, maybe go from like the hi-hat to the crashes and then go from the crashes over here to the ride and then maybe on the toms, like, but just keep it like a drum loop. And he totally got it. Mm. And then we started adding on it like little sounds um, on his pad and stuff. So it was just a drum loop. And then I was like, I have this bass line in mind. So I played this bass line and then we wrote that. And then I was like, okay, I got this guitar and we wrote the guitar. And that song literally that night was written, like for the most part all written. And then when um, Jeffrey, RJ, and Lonnie came into the picture, that's when it came to life, hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that, that song was my first, to me, it made me feel comfortable with writing this record. Hmm. That's why I think I hold this connection. Like, I don't know if the rest of the guys have the same like connection with it, um, but for me, it made, we'd already written a couple other songs, but that song made me realize that I'm capable of going this direction. That's like the cornerstone. Yeah, it yeah. was abs absolutely the cornerstone for me writing the record. I'm not to say that it's like necessarily my favorite song I've ever written or something. It just made me feel comfortable with hmm. going on. So it's interesting that you say about that as well because, like, that goes back to kind of what I was trying to get at earlier, where I was saying that you know, uh, when you find that groove, like, not it's not always you finding it. Yeah. It, it can very much be like, right now, you need to do this now. Yes. And then it's just like, that's what I was saying before we even started this, you know, when you said about a painting. Yeah. Which I have actually managed to put out of my mind, <laughs> but now I've said it, now I'm going to start thinking about it again. But it's there. It's, yeah. the, it's the voice dude, in the back of your head going, you need to do this, hey. you need to do this, you need to do this. You I'm, need to do this. Dude. It's, and it's infuriating. It is, and it's it's... It's makes beautiful. Go, yeah, it makes you go crazy though too. Yeah, I, and I truly—I'm not kidding. There were moments in my life where I was like, "Oh no!" Like this might be the onset of schizophrenia. Yeah. Like I've truly felt that. I've yeah. been like, "Oh no!" Or DID, like dissociative identity disorder. I'm like, "Holy shit!" But whatever it is, it's—it's it's provoked me to do some cool shit. So I listen. You know, I, I don't—I yeah. don't fear it anymore. But yeah, that voice, and it gets louder and louder. Until you do what? Until you do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. That's so funny. I, I've had this, you know what, like since I've been doing this with the podcast, like it's, it, I'm like, what, f uh, this will be this number seven. Yeah, like, there we seven. go, right? <laughs> um, I, I get to this point at various points. I get to this part, of this conversation yeah. with each person. Like Chino said about it, John Baisley said about it, everyone said about yeah. it that that when you when you've when you actually stop and and you have to quiet it by by making music or, yes. or drawing or whatever it is writing whatever yes. that what you know you, you can't ignore the, the muse if you want to look at it that way mm -hmm. yeah and it is funny and you, you saying about it being like feeling like an onset of a of of, of an illness you yeah know? totally. Yeah. 
Tom Waits said it too. He said, "I love the way I love the way he put it. It was so much more artistic and cool than me." But he uh, he said he calls it the genius, mm. and the genius is ever present. It's always there, mm. and sometimes it will speak to you at times where you're not ready. Yeah, and you have to tell the genius. He believes this, whereas I don't. I I'm like. No, no, no. When it talks, you need to listen and you need yeah. to go. But he was like, sometimes I'll be driving, you know, in this Tom Waits voice, like, sometimes I'm driving <laughs> and, uh, and, and it'll, it'll speak to me and I'll say, okay, look, that's a really great idea and I appreciate you coming down to tell me this, but I'm driving right now and you need to come back. And he believes that he can, he can channel that back where I don't to have that relationship is he, amazing he exactly he has this like unique relationship with the genius whereas I am still looking for the genius like yeah. all the time waiting for it so um but yeah man I feel like that I feel like it, it, it's like something you have to answer you have to do it um or I, I or you're just doing a disservice to that because art to me is that it's that's the spiritual that's where I find spirituality yeah it's like this thing that you can't explain and I, and I never will be able to explain it and I'm okay with that and my whole life is dedicated to trying which is fun <laughs> you know like I'm always writing and creating because I want to try to or at least to say thanks you know like that creativity is a, is a gift so it's cool that's the end yeah perfect <laughs>Jason, the new Let Live album, If I'm the Devil, comes out June 10th on Epitaph Records, and it is great. If you get a chance to go and see him play as well, you should, because they're a band not to be missed. If you want to follow them on Twitter, which I guess you may well do already, it's um, at This Is Let Live. Uh, I am at Daniel P. Carter on Twitter and Instagram, and the podcast is at Swim Podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. Also, remember that uh, if you subscribe and leave a nice review on iTunes, not only will you get the podcast quicker as soon as it's uploaded if you're a subscriber, but you'll also get my eternal thanks and gratitude, which is, you know, worth a million things, obviously. Um, thanks a lot anyway. Um, the guest on next episode is Jazz Coleman of Killing Joke, and we get right into it. Let me tell you. It's- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The real good one. All right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>